Hey, it's Todd coming to you from the uh, Sports and Spiritual Library here in Verona, Wisconsin, in my apartment. And I'm going to go through a, uh, going to do a, a preview on the Washington Nationals. And um, I believe they can, I can believe they can, uh, they can develop some of these kids this year and they're going to be a wrecking force to deal with in the upcoming years. Probably 24 is probably going to be a low 500. And if if not, the top, I believe, would be 500. But I just don't see it. And anyway, so I'm going to get moving here with uh, the first guy I'm going to go through is Joey Manessis. Now, Joey is the guy that uh, cranks the home runs in, uh, from Mexico against the United States. And... He had a really good year last year, too, when he came up. For 200 something, I think he had 202 at bats, and he had, uh, he had, his on base percentage was 920. OPS was 920. But yeah, he had 13 home runs, and, uh, well, wins above replacement is only a one. Um, but yeah, he had, he had a 563 slug and a 364. 367 on base percentage, and the OPS plus is 165. And usually, if you're around 100, you're just about 100 if you're normal, if you're just average. So you can see this guy's talent. And he was a uh, he was a stud, you know, and just he was a stud on uh, on Sunday night. Like I say, he, he's going to be a he's going to be a major run producer, that's for sure. And the next guy is Steven Strasburg. I'm going to move through Strasburg pretty quick, but he has he pitched one inning last year, and it's looking like he's going to miss maybe the entire season this year. I hope I'm wrong, but uh, he's been incredible. He's an incredible pitcher when he's on the mound, but he sure does get hurt a lot. And he's out of San Diego State, and he was, I believe his manager was Tony Gwynn there. Um, so I just, I hope he can get better, and because uh, he's such a, he's a top talent. He was he a Cy Young a couple of years ago, too. C.J. Abrams. All right, well, he's six foot two hundred sixty-five pounds, and he had a good year. Uh, he's had good years in the minors, that's for sure. Seems like he was when he was with the uh, Nationals last year. He had one hundred fifty-nine at bats, two fifty-eight average, one hundred fifty-nine at bats, and he walked one time. Wow! Wow! That shows you a lot there. But 284 bats, he's walked five times. Um, quite frankly, you put him in ninth in the freaking order and you have the pitcher hit above him because that's just ridiculous. And, uh, you know, you gotta be able to, you gotta be able to take the balls and get on base and work the count. And, you know, it doesn't really matter. It doesn't really matter if what's going on there. 
He's uh, supposed to be the hot feeling shortstop too, so I don't know. We'll see what happens. I'm not too hot. I'm not too keen on that guy. I like guys that can walk and get on base in front of the sluggers and and uh, I don't know. Maybe I'm being over oversensitive about the whole situation, but that's what I see. So that's what I see, and. Uh, But yeah, Abrams came over in the uh, Juan Soto trade. And he was a stud. In Washington, Juan Soto was a stud in Washington. But the problem is, is that, once again, they got a guy developed that was good and they traded him off. They have a tendency to do that. Um, like all the other teams that I know of, especially the Brewers. As you can tell, I'm a Brewer fan, so. <laughs> Alrighty. On to the next one here, we go on to Patrick Corbin, who was ridiculously bad last year. Six foot four, 226 pounds. Um. He needs probably needs a pitching coach to get him straightened out, but you know, every time I every time I know about this guy, he usually pitch he usually pitch you he can pitch some good games what I'm trying to say, but you know, it's just it gets down to uh Yeah, he's he's gonna have problems because he's already in uh spring training and three games, three games started. Eight innings, he got eight strikeouts, but whip is 1.38. And, um, so they're going to be looking to do something with him. Besides, probably this year, they're going to run out of patience with him. And he's one of the guys that Washington needs. I mean, he signed him for a lot of money. And they're going to need him to, uh, to stand up and be the guy. Yeah, pitching staff, but you know, he's a good left hander too. All right, next guy, Josiah Gray, another one of the young pitchers. He's 25 years old. He's 6'1, 210 pounds. He was drafted in 2018 by the Reds in the uh, compensation draft at pick number 72. He's out of Lemoyne, New York. Oh, wow, okay. Lemoyne, New York. He went to, I've never seen, heard of this. Lemoyne College, all right. Yeah, he, uh, he, he struggled last year. He's, he started 28 games, and, you know, he's he seems like to be the type of guy that could get that experience and then he'll taper down his stats and he runs a while and stuff like that. He just needs a pitch. He pitched 148 and two thirds. He struck out 150, 154. He had 1.36 whip, um, which is pretty good. It's not great, but it's good enough. So. That's what I see, anyways. I see a, I see a, 
This guy could be a this guy could be a big big time pitcher for him. And onwards we go. Yeah, I'm gonna talk about Kate Cabala here. Unfortunately, a couple years, a couple weeks, a couple, a couple of days ago, he trashed on his head. He's got to have Tommy John surgery on his elbow, and uh, it's too bad because he's the type of pitch. He's really has had a lot of potential here. So hopefully, he can come back off Tommy John like, like they do, and they throw, they throw better, more accurate, more. And they have more velocity in their fastball, and there's a chance that he's he's got the ability just to kind of grow into it. You know, I don't know if that's his first time in John or second, but every it seems like every every pitcher I hear about is is good for a Tommy John surgery. So it's not exactly a uh, it's not a walk in the park to recover from, but it usually takes about a year for him to recover, and then they can. Uh, Worked their way back into the rotation, but Trevor Williams. He did a, uh, he pays, he's a, he can fill in anywhere, and that's the thing I like about him. He's, he can, he can start, he can relieve, he can long relieve. Um, he's got, and he, I don't like to use the spring training stats, but. He started three games already, so that's good. And um, I'm not going to go to his stats because he's only got seven and two-thirds inning and three starts. But uh, last year, last year he he was playing, he pitched for the Mets last year. And he won three games, lost five, 3.21 ERA. Pitched in 30 games, he started nine, one save. He was 89 and two-thirds last year, 84 strikeouts. And he had a 1.23 whip, and uh, you know, and he's he's always been pretty good with it. He was with really good with Pirates too. He has that ability to pitch a big game. And it seems like he's starting to grow more and more into uh, into being a pitcher instead of a thrower. So onwards we go. Another guy that came over in the Juan Soto trade that I believe is going to be um, one of of the best left-handers in the league. And his name is Mackenzie Gore. So it'll be interesting to see what happens this year with him. But like I say, he's got a ton of potential. 6'292 pounds. He's, uh, he wears number one for a uniform number. I didn't know that. I like that. And um, you know he's going to be a uh, he's going to be top flight. He's third overall pick out of North Carolina, and he was last year. He was born for the 4.5 ERA. Started 13 games, 70 innings. He had 72 strikeouts. He used to bring that whip down. It was 1.47, but he can do that 
with more uh, experience on the mound. And he should be a good fantasy pickup for everybody, too. You know, that's the thing I've seen on Joy Menezes, too, is just keep an eye on him. Actually, just draft him because he's got the potential to really, really do some damage. But yeah, go get Mackenzie Gore if you can because I believe he's going to have a big year. And that's the thing is, is that Washington's got a lot of good young players, but hopefully they can, you know, it's, there's 17 that can come into their own. And yeah, you're going to want to keep, keep an eye on Josiah Gray also. And um, another guy too is that, uh, I'm going to go on to two, I'm going to start with their bullpen, I guess. Tanner Rainey. Another Rainey from Boston was Chuck, and he was a sinker bar. I don't know if he's related or not, but uh, he pitched a lot of close games for him. Yeah, Rainey was uh, close last year for a while. 29 games, 12 saves, 30 innings, 36 Ks, 1.3 whip. Keep an eye on him for saves. Drafted by the Reds in 2015. So keep an eye on him for saves, yeah, definitely. And, um, all right. Another one of their closing, uh, closer, uh, Closing options for this year is Kyle Finnegan. He's got some uh, He had a good year last year. He was six and four with a three point five one ERA. Sixty-six games, he had eleven saves. He had sixty-six and two thirds, he had seventy strikeouts, and he had a one one four whip. And he's been, uh, he's had good years for him. Like the year before, he had 68 games, 13 holes and 11 saves the year before, and uh, 15 save opportunities. This is funny. He, both 21 and 22, he was 11 out of 15 in save, in save opportunities and saves. And uh, he pitched 66 innings. And 21 and 66 and two thirds and 20 and 22. So they, I don't, I don't know if they do that on purpose or not, but sometimes I think they would do that on purpose for uh, sometimes I think they would do that on purpose for controlling his pitches, how many pitches he throws and stuff like that, which is not a bad idea. Sometimes when your team's not very good. All right, we got the ex-Cub, Carl Edwards Jr. He's been bouncing around, he was, he's age 31. I believe he started with the Rangers. Yeah, I'd say so. He started, he got drafted in the Rangers, drafted by the Rangers 
in round number 48. His overall pick, 1,464, and he makes the big leagues. And he's been, he's been productive. Type of guy that goes 6-3 for you with a 2.76 ERA in 57 games. And he's over two and he's over, yeah, two saves. 62 innings, 56 strikeouts, and a 1.23 ERA. And he was, uh, he was with Washington last year coming out of their bullpen. That's pretty cool. I like seeing that stuff. He is definitely a winner. And, uh, like I say, you never know about this guy, too, because he kind of reminds me of Flash Gordon. And he's going to be a uh, type of guy that who can be productive as a closer, that's for sure, if, he, if they need him. They got, they got some options in that bullpen. Next guy is Erasmo Ramirez. Left-hander. He's uh, 6 feet, 220 pounds, age 32. 32 years old. He uh, I'm sorry, he's no left-hander. He's a right-hander. Sorry about that. See the picture. I always thought he looked at it. Brain wave. So anyways. Brain cramp, I guess. Um regular season he's born two with a two point nine two ERA. Sixty games. So he was born in Nicaragua. He debuted in two thousand and twelve. He's got a lot of seasoning um, to him, that's for sure. He's, he's going to be a good veteran for the pitching staff. He's got, he's like 60 games and two games started. He's 60, 86 and a third at 61 strikeouts. 1.08 whip. His career whip is 1.22. You know, this, I always like using whip when it's a bad team because you don't know how, because the infield is usually scattered and uh they do have problems sometimes getting double plays turned and stuff like that so um he was with the Mariners before Washington alright moving on Pablo Pablo Espino he uh, he started out. He he had some time with the Brewers. I remember. I don't know if he started there or not, but you know, it's, he's been a solid reliever for. He can he can start or relieve, and he's got a lot of uh, lot of. He's thirty six years old. But he's no young, but uh, he's thirty six, and he's. Uh, Went to high school at IMG Academy. I already see these guys going to high school at IMG Academy. They have strong football, strong bat, strong baseball, and strong basketball. But I'll tell you what, it's it's a prep school and it's prep school for the pros. It's got nothing to do with sharpening pencils, I don't think. Or so probably, I'm probably a pretty good slam on them. But anyways, he had a little problem last year. Let's just put it that way. 
He started 19 games, 42 games. He was a uh, 4.84 ERA. He did not win. A, he did not was did not get a win. But he was he was good. He was 113 in a third, 92 strikeouts, 1.37 WHIP. Sometimes they don't get the uh, well. A lot of times they don't get the support, or they get yanked before they uh, before the game turns into a into a win for the for the team that he's pitching for. And I mean that's just that's what I see. This guy is going to be a you know he's not a hard thrower. He's going to be a type of guy who's going to be trying to get by with junk. And anyways, okay, we're going on to uh, Hunter Harvey. Brian Harvey's kid. Uh, Brian Harvey was with the uh, close for the Marlins and the Angels. And this guy's going the same route. Looks like he's a right-hander, six foot three, two hundred thirty-nine pounds. Uh, I would take an eye, keep an eye on him too, for fantasy. But yeah, he's uh, he's got a lot of potential. So that's the, that's what they got going with him. He's like I said, six foot three, two hundred thirty nine pounds. He's twenty eight years old. 28 years old, and um, like I said, you know, it's yeah, he was in the he was with Baltimore on this first major league opportunity in 2019, and he had uh, he came over to uh, Washington last year. He's two and one with a two and one with a 2.52 ERA, 38 games, 39 in the third innings. He had six holes last year. Uh, he, I think about last year, he threw over 661 pitches. So last year is his first year of a, uh, last year is his first year of being counted on more, more and more and more. This year is probably gonna be Keep an eye on him because he might get. Keep an eye on him because he might be an injury risk. Um, so hopefully he's not. But he's got long hair and he is a fireballer. So all right, on to the next guy. All right, they got uh, Victor Arena. He started off with the Phillies, I believe. And I'll make sure that I'm saying right here. Yeah, his first, uh, first major league opportunity was with the Phillies. And he said 19 career career holds and he's had four saves or seven opportunities. Hundred and sorry. Pitched forty two innings last year, gave up forty seven hits, thirty runs, thirty twenty one earned. 
five home runs and uh, 678 pitches. Show the ability to be a guy who can throw strikes and um, it's not going to be loading the bases up, giving up uh, 1.4 whip last year. He's, uh, he's going to be, he's another one of these veterans for Washington that they're going to be able to be able to count on because he. He's 12 strikes, like I say, at 12 walks and uh, 42 innings, which isn't too bad. Sometimes you see more walks by these guys that have come out of the bullpen because they, they try to throw harder and they lose control of their pitches and they're not able to keep them in the strike zone. And that's the thing is about why these people, why, I'm sorry, why these pitchers fail. When uh, when they're counting on coming out of the pen, and they they switch them over to a closing role because the pressure becomes so pressure comes down on them. They're trying to throw strikes and they're aiming, and, and uh, it reminds me of uh, reminds me of Hawkins. Hurt reminds me of uh, Latroy Hawkins for the Twins. Try to have him close a few times. It didn't work. But as soon as they just eased him back into that bullpen situation. He just set up my, he dominated. When he got to the point where he could, he started closing the games all. He went over the Brewers for a couple of years. He ended, he was, he was their closer for, you know, let's see, all time, one of all the time, but he's a part-time closer. And he just, he ended up being a, he ended up being a really good pitcher. That's for sure. Alrighty. On to Mason Thompson. Last year, 2022 regular season, he was 2.92 ERA, 24 games. One save, another guy for the bullpen. 24 and two thirds, 15 strikeouts, and a 1.14 whip. Yeah, these guys I'm reading off from the bullpen. And, uh, like I say, this is a guy that uh, has a lot of potential. And I believe he came over from uh, in the one Soto trade, too. So, this is going to be an interesting, uh, interesting trade to keep an eye on. Not, it's only, not only keeping an eye on Soto, but see what these good pitchers can develop into for them. Evan Lee, 6'1", 205. He's a left-handed southpaw. Sticks his tongue out when he's pitching. Oh my god. That's dangerous. Yeah, he pitched in four games, he started one. And, uh, 
So he's probably, he might start, I'll probably start off this year in the minors. Maybe double A or something like that. You know, I don't even think he'd be a triple A. But he went to college at Arkansas. That's a good start. And um, you just never know. I mean, you just got to keep an eye on these guys. And when you're in fantasy, and you never know because, especially with a young team like Washington, they're going to bring a lot of guys in and out. You know, there's a lot of transition on their roster. Francisco Perez. The left-hander, 25 years old, 6 foot 2, 227 pounds. And he's doing pretty good in spring training, it looks like. He's got, well, he's pitching two games. Uh, anyways, I don't want to even say that. He pitched for Cleveland in 2021. The late season call, but looks like to me. Last year he pitched in 10 games in Washington and he got you know, a little problem, but he had pitched eight innings and he gave up 13 hits. And uh, like I say, he's 25 years old, he's, he's pretty young yet for a pitcher. He's one of these guys that can develop over time because could develop with time and become a become a good pitcher because there's so many you know that's why they got so many guys on this team too that that are young they're just trying to find something that works you know and and that's the thing is is that you just never know because that's well, we're going to find out if these guys are going to be any good at, or not at the uh, big league levels. You're going to have to bring them in, and you're going to have to pitch them if they have started looking good in the minors. You um, next guy is going to be Thad Ward, Thaddeus J. Ward. He's a uh, picked in round five overall pick at one sixty. He had a 2.14 ERA, 25 games, 25 games started in 2019. Uh, last year, he was, he was in the minors, he had four different teams. <laughs> he pitched for four different teams and he pitched. He had 13 games he started, so 51 and a third with 40 hits allowed. Uh, 813 number of pitches. Three home runs, 19 walks, 66 strikeouts. All right. So yeah, he's uh, one of the youngest, 26 years old. And he's got the ability to be a, uh, he does have the ability to be a good relief pitcher. 
I say he's a right-hander, and uh, gotta say, just keep an eye on him down there in the minors because being a starter and everything, he, he looks like he could be a decent pitcher for a he's probably the fourth in the rotation spot when he develops into the major leagues or five. That could be this year, so you never, you never know. You just never know. Catchers, Riley Adams, six four, two hundred sixty pound catcher. That's a big dude. And, um, I know he can hit a little bit too, from what I hear. He's 26 years old. He's got five home runs, 10 RBIs, and 142 at bats. He's got power. He's got a, uh, he only hit 555 OPS, but. You know, and one of those things that, what's going on this year is this, is the whole switch over to the uh, pitch clock, and, and uh, like last year when they had, you know, they, they had a rule where they had to pitch to three different batters. Um, you couldn't just go in and shove them in and shove them out. So, this guy's going to be, it's going to be a different game this year, is what I'm saying. So, this could be one of the guys to keep an eye on because he's a switch hitter, too. Well, I'm sorry. He's a right handed hitter. And, um,. Like I say, just keep an eye on him because I don't know what he's going to be like behind the plate. It's hard to tell that, so. But he seems to be in spring training. He's, uh. He's got two long balls in spring training, too, but he, in uh, 20 at best, 823 OPS. Like I say. There's a lot of open spots that are left for the Nationals. So it's pretty much a uh, tryout. Trying, they're going to try and quite a few people to get all these catchers and uh, the other guys for position. Next guy we're going on to is Israel Pineda. Pen, yeah, Israel Pineda. He's a uh, right-handed batter. He's 5'11", 217 pounds. He's 22 years old, and he does seem a little bit more... Uh, A little bit more of a better size for a catcher than six foot four and 252 pounds. That guy could be a linebacker. <laughs> he's got the, he's gonna have a uh, problem getting up and down, I would think, but maybe it just can be a pinch hitter or something like that. Adams, I'm talking about Riley Adams. But Pinata's from uh, Maraque, Venezuela. And they called him up at the end of the year last year, and he did a pretty, a pretty good job for them. It must have been in the minors since he got it. I'll check his minors all quick, but yeah, he's. He came up in 2017, and he came under rookie ball in 2017, and, uh, 
three games in three teams last year. He hit yeah, 360 at bats. That's good. That's the only way you're going to learn how to hit. He hit you really well, 100. He had a uh, 783 OPS. He had 16 home runs. That's the type of thing you can, uh, you can, you know, you can take a look at his minor league numbers and, you know, it's it's not easy, but it's one of those things where you can, you can really realize that if he has that kind of success in the minors, that maybe when he gets up another level, so he can get, catch up and make those adjustments that they're, they're going to make on him because it's so easy to see that. These guys that come up at first and they uh, they come up to the majors and their first go around they have success, you know. But then when we get into the second part of the season, or the it's going to be he's going to people teams will learn how to pitch him, but we'll see. We'll see if he make, even makes the team. So like it might be more advantageous for him to be to. Uh, to be up in the, uh, I'm sorry, it might be more advantageous for him to be in the minors and working his way through again. He's, he needs some more seasoning salt, let's put it that way. Now I'm going off, I am going off hitting numbers, and I'm not even going off pitching because, or I'm not even going off defense because of the uh, fantasies. Fantasy teams, I'm trying to help out with fantasy. You know, give you guys an idea of who to get because, you know, I don't know about too many, you know, there's, besides pitchers, there's not too many catchers that are going to be a, uh, you know, that you're going to be able to have a, that are going to help your fantasy team with throwing up base runners at second base or third base or, you know, that's just keeping it in the lineup. But, anyways. That's pure baseball right there. The uh, all the different angles of the game. So, like I like I've been saying, just keep an eye on these guys. You never know. Like Kellett Ruiz, he came over from the Dodgers, and um, I believe it was a Max Scherzer trade a couple years ago. Six feet, 227 pounds, good size for a catcher. I know they were really high on him a couple years ago. See if he develops over time. Um, 394 bats last year, he had 33 runs scored, 99 hits, seven home runs, 36 RBIs, he had 673 OPS. You know, for the last year, it's pretty good. <laughs> you know, because everybody's just trying to hit the long ball. They got, oh yeah, the shift rule really, really puts a cramp on things, too. And, um, I think that's why you see, you're seeing a lot more of these averages that are, uh, offensive numbers that are down and usual numbers. And, uh, because they shift the stuff, but there's, there's no shifting going to be going on this year. And Ruiz is out of Valencia. I'm oh, sorry. Valencia. Valencia. Venezuela. And 
So yeah, it's going to have a big influence on baseball this year. Jamar, Jamar Candelario, former Tiger. He started off, I believe, with a with a uh, former Tiger. Yes, and he started off. He started off in 2016 with the Cubs. Um, According to last year with the Tigers, he played 124 games. He can play more than one position. He can play more than one infield position. From what I remember, third base is the usual position you usually see him at. He had 155 total bases. He had 19 doubles, two triples, 13 home runs, and 50. 13 home runs. And he's a 633. 633 OPS last year, but his usual, uh, his career OPS is 6 or 723. He's the type of, he's always had power. And he's the type of one guy that could be a, uh, could come out of nowhere and, uh, could come out of nowhere and be a star. to Jeter Downs. Jeter Downs went over to the Red Sox in a Mookie Betts trade. Yeah, he was named for Derek Jeter. That's, that's the funny part about this guy. So yeah, Jeter Downs is Jeter Downs, all right. And um, the problem was, was that he, had, he was DFA'd. I think it was before the spring training or during spring training. It's beginning of spring training this year. He's DFA and moved on to start out. He's drafted by the Reds 2017. Pick 32. He's out of uh, looks like he was a uh, Looks like he grew up in Miami, I bet. Uh, uh, not a bad place to grow up if you want to be a baseball player, that's for sure. It's a little better than Wisconsin, you know? <laughs> but he's, he's got the, he's got the ability to be a guy that he needs to make better contact because I know they like him in the field, but on 39 at bats last year for Boston, he had six hits. That's not, you know, he had one home run last year. Well, that always helps to hit the long ball, but consistently is one thing that he needs to do. But yeah, he's five eleven, hundred ninety-seven pounds, and uh, he's been moved around. He's from Colorado. He was born in Columbia. So, 
that's the thing about these guys, they're fun to watch, but you can see where they come from and you can, you know that their life wasn't so peachy. And, um, and that's the thing with the, uh, that's the thing you're gonna see with a lot of these guys is that they come out of a bad, bad uh, growing up situation and, and they're poor and you know, they, they know they can make their money playing baseball. Well, they have to be really good. Unfortunately, not everybody's really good. All right, Luis Garcia, he's left-handed hitter. Twenty-two years old. If I remember right, he's one of these guys that was a prime prospect. Has been trying to develop. He had two hundred. Uh, 360, 360 bats last year. He did really well. Wow. He had seven homers, 45 RBIs. Um, OPS was 703, so it's average. But he played, I think he played center, second base from last year. As you can tell, I did not watch many, many games for this my Nationals. But he's an exciting, he could be an exciting player for him. He's the type of guy, too, that looks like that, you know, he's, he needs to get some experience with stealing some bases. And you're going to be moving around this year and getting that going. So, getting some bases stolen. Like I said, it's that new, uh, new system they got going on Major League Baseball. That's what's going to happen. So I've said it often, I'll say it again. Load up on stolen bases. Because it's going to be happening a lot more this year. So. That's what I see anyways. That's what I've been seeing. Is a. Uh, truly is going to be a season of change. In a season of getting used to the uh, to the new uh, the new way of baseball, and I couldn't tell you if I like it or not, or if I don't like it, because reality is, it is what it is. And it got Carter T. Boom, shortstop, third base now. Okay, he's got Cal Ripken's number. I wonder if that has anything to do with it. Number eight. Usually, I can put that stuff together before I even think about it usually. Or I think about it, I can put it together, I should say. Yeah, he, he's not very good offensively. He had a very bad offensive year last year, but he's got tons of potential. Got tons of potential to hit the long ball. 619 LPS, so we'll see this year what happens. For him, hopefully we can get back and get going. Another guy is Dominic Smith. He came over for the Mets. Um, he was DFA'd. And uh, he came over from the Mets. And, you know, he's always been... He's always had a lot of potential. He had a really solid year the year before. 
with his offense, but last year it fell apart. And uh, you know, last year, 134 bats, 11 runs, 26 hits. Oh my God, yeah. He had no power last year. He had no home runs, 17 RBIs, 276, 560 OPS. That's the thing about this guy is that, you know, he gave he gave Pete Alonzo a little bit of a, a little room to move into first base and. And uh, Pete didn't turn it down. He became the offensive player that Dominic Smith was supposed to become. But he's still, he's 27 years old. He could become, he could be a, it could be a big time talent for him if they can uh, show him, they show him that uh, patience. Because the Mets sure didn't, but, you know, it seems like the Mets just, that's giving the runner on a little bit, but I don't blame him for that because you got you got to produce. The so name of the game is production. All right, please please forgive me if I get this name kind of messed up. Yeah, Demaro, Jose Vargas. Yeah, OPS of uh, 691 last year. He had four home runs and 209 at-bats. He's not too bad. Seems like he's a good utility player. And he uh, he started off with Arizona. And uh, 2019, he had, he had OPS of 712 in Arizona. And otherwise, he's... He's been riding around 500 for OPSs, so you know, that's another thing that you're going to want to go look at because he's been with quite a few different teams now. He was Arizona, he was with Chicago Cubs, he was with uh, a couple other ones too. That was the thing about this guy. He's, a lot of different organizations left. He seems like he's got talent. Like I said, he's with Arizona, Pittsburgh Pirates. Um, that's what, that's what you're going to run into with, with this guy is, uh, he's going to be one of these guys too, that's, you know, he, he could be a good, he could be a good, uh, utility guy if he's, if he get a little bit more consistent with his hitting. And a lot of these guys that I've, I watched in particular, Tony Phillips, who I like a lot from a thousand years ago was a uh, type of guy that really grew into the role of utility player and grew into the role of, uh, grew into that role of being a productive hitter. So you would like, so they would use him in the lineup quite a few different times. Quite a few different places in the lineup. And quite a few different uh, positions. And I don't, I don't think he ever played nine positions, but I don't want to think he played a lot of different positions. You know, some of these guys, some of these teams make a big time deal out of uh, all of these players, utility, like the Brewers, like with uh, Perez. Uh, he played for him. Uh, he played for him, and uh, when he played, like, 
Shortstop, second base. He played all nine positions. They even had him play catcher. He even pitched. Where's he at right now? He's in the minors or he's out of baseball together. He made a big show out of it. And I, I don't like that. I want to see baseball. If I want to, watch, if I want to see a show, I'd watch, uh, I'd watch a movie like Major League or something like that. And uh, it just, I don't, you know, it was just, I know who I'm thinking of. I'm thinking of uh, the, uh, yeah, it was, it was, it was uh, Perez anyways. I can't remember his first name, but sorry. Well, he was the type of guy that, as soon as he got rid of him, I was happy with the Brewers. Brewers, 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 right? My main focus point was sports, or main focus point was baseball with the Brewers. Um, Alex Call. Yeah, 237 average. 335 OBP. Slugging was 412. Yeah, 748 OBP. On some 748 OPS. Left field. Yeah, he, uh, his GO, his ground, his, uh, ground out to arrow, it's a point nine zero. It's not really good. Um, it's not a way to get your, uh, slugging percentage up. So he has three out of six stolen bases last year, but he had 114 at bats, 27 hits, 47 total bases. He had uh, one triple, three doubles. We'll see. I mean, I, I like the fact that he had 15 walks in um, 114 at bats, which is pretty solid. He, pretty, he made pretty good contact, too. On we go. Alright, so. I'm going to come back and do a plan B, I think, and, uh, or part B, I should say. And that way I'll be able to give you guys a chance to rest with all these apps. Hey, I'm Todd coming to you from the uh, Sports and Spiritual Library. And I'm going, going to be going into Plan B, or Part B, I should say, with the uh, with the Nationals. And I just want to go through because uh, and discuss some of these, these non-roster players, especially, that are coming through. And, uh, you know, sometimes these non-roster players can make a big impact on the, on the team. And I'm sure that they're going to be looking for it to have a big impact on these guys. So what I'm going to be taking a look at is I'm going to take a look at 
Their outfield, I'm going to finish up their outfield situation with Corey Dickerson. And, you know, he's a good veteran player. And um, they could find some uh, they could find some reasoning with him. He's 33 years old. He's 6'1", 212 pounds, left-handed stick. And I believe he could be a, uh, he could be the type of player, too, if he gets going and has a good first half of his career. Before trading the deadline, and has a good, uh, it's a good, good run going and, and a good year going. He's going to probably could get traded and get some uh, get some prospects for him. And I think that's what they're going to look to do with quite a few of these guys that are uh, non roster players. Um, he is a like I say he's. He's done well for quite a few players and uh, quite a few teams. And one of the things he likes to do is hit the long ball. But yeah, he's, he's 699 OPS last year, which, you know, it, it, like I'm going to say it again. It's going to be interesting to see what this new, uh, new system brings in. And it's also going to be seen because he's, I believe he's a definite is a pole hitter and uh and he had quite the uh easy to bring a shift to him and uh that he would hit into that shift. So anyways what I'm saying is that maybe we're gonna get going off him a little bit. But yeah, he's he's a I remember him for the pirates too, he did a good job. He's not a little amazed or nothing like that, but he can be a good situational left handed hitter. And, you know, he was he did really good with Tampa Bay too. Uh, he had in two years he had 51 home runs with Tampa Bay. Um, Pittsburgh, yeah, he was decent. He was not bad. 13 home runs and 504 at bats. You know, he had 325 and 490 for a eight for 815 OPS for Pittsburgh, which is pretty damn good. But I just remember Dickerson being on a run last year, too, where his, I can't remember, he had quite a few home runs in a, uh, in a short period of time. So he's worth the, uh, he's worth giving a chance to. And let me see, I'm going to move on to. I'm going to move on to a guy by the name of, I like this name, Stone Garrett. Looks like he's got a lot of pop, a lot of power. And um He's got a he's got a cartoon name is what he's got. Pretty cool. Six foot two, two hundred and twenty-four pounds, right-handed hitter. He's twenty-seven years old. He's 27 years old, and he can. He's a left fielder. Um, so yeah, this is what I see with him, and uh, yeah, he's got the. He reminds me of Rondell White when I look at his stats. And I don't know if you, Rondell White was an expo. 
Started out with the Expos, ended up with the Yankees, Cubs, and a few other uh, teams, too. He never just, he was from Georgia, but he never materialized the way that, you know, he was, when I mean, he came up with, uh, he came up with Vladdy, pretty much with the same talent, the same expectations. Um, Rondell White did, not Stone Garrett. <laughs> Well, anyways, what I'm saying is that Stone Garrett's got a lot of power, it looks like to me, and um, and that's that's what I see with this guy is the ability to hit the long ball. Yeah, he hit uh, eight. He slugged at a five thirty nine clip. He's eight forty eight OPS. In um, 76 at bats. And he had four home runs. Um, three out of four in stolen bases. Like I say, that's, that's, uh, that's pretty damn good. <laughs> it's just like when it comes down to it, I said, oh, I'm sorry, he played in Arizona last year. All right. I thought he played at Washington, or with Washington. So. So it'll be, it'll be a fun year with him, because you keep an eye on him, keep him under question mark. This is the first time I heard of this guy. And uh, keep an eye out for him, because he'll be coming through. It's a pretty easy name to remember. <laughs> Stone Garrett. All right, uh, Victor Robles, he has struggled. He was, <clears throat> I believe he was rated higher than uh, Soto when he first came up. And him and Soto came through the first year, the year together. And, uh, you know, they, they put more of a emphasis on this guy. And he only yeah he he had OPS it's horrible five eighty four. Um, but that's the thing is that you know you just never know with these guys what's what's going to be because that's going to come about because you know he's he's only hit thirty one home runs or fourteen hundred and seventy eight at bats in his career. Now three hundred six on base he's had a six sixty five. OBP. But he's one of these guys that could f find a find that fire again to get it going and start uh, start capitalizing on his talent. And um, you know he was a uh, Yeah, he's he's a he's a good he's a good guy he's a good guy to keep an eye on. He might be a good guy to keep on your bench too in fantasy. Cause he's like one of these guys you just never know about. And you'll it'll, it'll be at the end of the year and you'll be like, Why the hell didn't I draft him? So another guy to move on to is Lane Thomas. He's got power and speed. 
27 years old. He's six foot, 198 pounds. He was a cardinal. And um, he was a cardinal, and they shipped him to uh, Washington. I think. I think. Maybe not. I don't know. I'm sure not sure, but I know he's with the Cardinals. Yeah, he's. He had 50, uh, 50, 74 bats with, with the Cardinals and uh, five home runs in, his, in two years there. And although I see it's bouncing around in the minor leagues. He was 753 OPS. And 21 and 22, he had a uh, 705 OPS. The year before, he had a 1.06 ground out to air out and, nine, and a .95 ground out to air out in uh, 22. He's got the ability to hit the long ball, you know, when you got something going like that, but he just needs to uh, find more consistency in his play. I know I think he's fast. He can run the bases. And um, he might be the type of guy, too, is that, like I said, you know, keep an eye on him because he's got potential. He might be the type of guy that gets shipped off, too, for, uh, for, some, for some more prospects. Washington's going to do a lot of trade, I can guarantee you that much. And then I, when I go on to their uh, non-roster players, too, I will we'll talk about this more and more, I think, because so what I see with these non-roster players are uh, they've got some good uh, good players here, you know, and They got some real good players, and that's one thing I I like about this team. Is there's nothing you know, all that stuff just So they have a lot of good prospects in their minor league system too. And I'll go through some of these guys too. Is uh, they've got James Wood, he has a uh, he's wow, he's six foot seven, 240 pounds. I believe he plays first base, he plays outfield, I guess. He's got power 60 out of 80 for power. Can run 60 out of 60. He's got a 55 for an arm. Fielding's a 55. He struggled with IMG Academy, another guy from IMG. So San Diego's able to take him in the second round. And they're looking at 25 for his ETA. Robert Hassel the third looks pretty like a pretty good talent too. Um, obviously second on the uh, prospect list for these guys. 
He's a left-handed thrower and a left-handed batter. So what I've seen is that Hassel wants to come over in the Juan Soto trade now that I remember. And I think they got a pretty good haul. I don't guarantee that they're going to be a... Uh, I don't think they're going to be the type of team that has a lot of these guys just sticking to minors and never come up. I think they're going to be using these guys and trying to uh, work them in and out all year to put, give them all the trial and um, see what they have there for talent, see if they have anything. But, yeah, Hassel is a guy that can hit for power. He can just speed. And he looks like a type of player that's going to steal it 20 or 30 bases in a season. And he might hit 20 or 30 long balls once he gets to the, uh, once he gets to the uh, stage of his production where it's at the, pre it's at the premium. Um, another guy, too, is I like is Elijah Green. He's a... Uh, Estimated time of arrival would be uh, 2026. He's 19 years old. Oh, wow. He's the son of former tight end Eric Green. And one of the highest ceilings in the 2022 draft class. After standout returns on the showcase circuit at IMG Academy that spring. Can I say, he's he's a right-handed batter, right-handed thrower, 6'3", 225. It's be interesting to see what he can do. It's pretty, it's, one of the things he's got going for him, too, he's got those good genes, and, uh, or his dad was a hell of a tight end for the Steelers. And I believe Tampa Bay, but anyways, we're talking about baseball now, right? Um, Brady House was an A-ball last year, and he, uh, right-handed bat, right-handed throw, can play third base or shortstop. He's, uh, like I said, that scale from uh, 20 to 80. Hits 50, powers a 60, runs a 50, arms a 60, feels a 50, overall is a 50. He's got a good, uh, he's got a good way to start, you know, someone good base to start with. You know, it's, he can get, he can get, he's going to be able to hit from what I can see, and uh, he's gonna hit for power too. He just needs some, uh, he just needs some experience to improve it. You know, he's drafted in 2021, first first round, 11th overall. He looks like the type of guy that uh, that's very similar to very similar to a guy like. Uh, um, Bobachet, that type of player from uh, from Toronto, and you know, 
got decent power, decent wheels. Young guy who's going to come into his own. That's who, uh, that's who I see on the prospect list and, uh, for these guys. So, and then we're going to go to, uh, we can go down and list these and we'll move a little bit farther here. And Kate, Kate Cavelli is just an absolute, it's too bad. But sometimes that stuff happens, like as I already talked on here about, sometimes that stuff happens for a reason. And, you know, it's it's always a good year sometimes for them to uh, sit back and think about their career and where it's going. And next year, Jar Yarlene Susanna. And, yeah, he's, he's, I'm sorry, he's Harleen Susanna. And he's from Dominican Republic. He's ranked as the uh, top pitcher in MLB Pipeline's 2022 international list. He signed to the Padres as a 17-year-old for $1.7 million dollars. Proved to be more advanced than any of the uh, bats in class. And moves straight. Holy smokes. Yeah, he's got some definite gas. Just 75 out of 80 so far on the, already on the uh, fastball and he's 18 years old. He must be, he must be touching 100. And... Um, Curveball, 45, sliders a 60, changeups a 45, and his control is a 50. So what I see he with here, he's probably going to be able to eliminate some of these pitches that don't develop for him, like maybe a you know, like maybe a curve or a changeup, he's gonna to have to make a decision on that one. I guarantee you that one. And he's gonna have uh he's gonna have a slider to come right off that fastball. Well, sometimes when these guys can throw a good changeup, it really, it really messes up the uh, the balance of the hitter and messes up his timing. So, so yeah, it's going to be an interesting for interesting season for these guys. Yeah, it's, I don't know if he came over in that uh, Juan Soto trade or what, but I think San, or, uh, San Diego gave away some, could be feeling in a couple of years from now and uh, when they run out of money. <laughs> it has to depend on the minor league system. I don't see that happening, but who knows? You know, you never know in today's game. Just ask the Yankees. So I want to get into the uh, get into the non-roster part of the uh, Nationals and see what else I can find on these guys. I know one of the guys I found on here was Matt Adams, and uh, 
He's always been good for some home run balls, that's for sure. So, yeah, Matt Adams is one of the guys I like that on this team, and uh, like I say, he can he can play first base. He's an excellent first baseman. Um, looks like they got the uh, the old closer for uh, for the White Sox. I think he went to the Twins. Alex Colomay, he's got his head good stuff. Chad Cool picked for the White Sox. Not White Sox, Cubs, I'm sorry. He pitched for the Pirates. Strapped the Cubs, too. He pitched for the Pirates. And um, Andres Machado has been bouncing around forever. He's another one of them. And uh, former Brewer, Willie Peralta. But that's the thing that uh, that I see that has good pit has some promising pitchers. A couple of guys I also seen in here too were uh, were young guys like Evan Lee and Francisco Perez. But uh, Anthony Bond has been getting has been bouncing around for a while too. Quite a few different organizations and uh, another guy, Sean Dula, who's looking to make a Looking to make a repeat performance with uh, with Washington on his second term in Tampa, or on Washington, second term in Washington. And so the infielders they got for non-roster are Matt Adams, Michael Chavis, Gannon Lucas Lucius Fox, and he's a uh, he's always been a fast. He's always been fast. He's a switch hitter. Um, he's been one of the guys that he should be, hasn't had much of a chance, I don't think. And uh, hopefully he'll start getting a chance here with the, uh, hopefully he'll start getting a chance with the, uh, with the Nets. Um, So what I see this, what I see is these guys, uh, this, 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 I think the uh, catching's going to be struggling though, because I don't even see much what they're bringing in for, uh, I don't see them bringing in much of the, uh, of the guys that they're going to be counted on. You know, it's, you're going to have to get somebody and, uh, you know, there's some games on here I know, like Travis Blankenhorn, Donovan Casey, Uniel Hernandez. Yeah, he had 38 home runs with uh, Matt Adams across two seasons in 2018, 2019. I believe that... Um, I believe he could be uh 
could be a home run ball maker. He's he hit he hit twenty seven last year in eighty games. He's worth he's definitely worth putting in a DH role, that's for sure. Uh, uh Tuna led Washington Systems. He's got eighty eighty nine walks, his last name is a tuna. Ranked second in runs scored. And um fourth Stolen bases he had twenty seven on base percentage he had three fifty two two thousand twenty two. So the guy named Beldonado set career high marks in strikeouts at eighty one and he pitched at sixty three and a third while spending entire two thousand and twenty two season with triple A at Rochester. Yeah, Bond has just been bouncing around left and right. He started out with the Brewers. And he went over in that trade with uh, Arizona for uh, the guy for Aaron Hill and and a couple other guys that did not materialize. Chase Anderson, too. So... Yeah, Blankenhorn played at Syracuse last year. He's 26. He had 267 with 20 doubles, 15 home runs. And uh, he walked 32 times and stole, stole 10 stolen bases and scored 44 runs. Named International League Player of the Month in June. There's another guy out here that, let me try to, Bryce it's uh, Brightkey. It's got a Z in there too. That always throws you off. Unless you know that you have a Z in your name too. <laughs> he take part in his uh, first major league spring training after going undrafted in 2020 first year player draft. He ranked among all minor league players in 59 innings. Batting average is fifth in 156. Um, he had at least, he had 14 saves and seven wins last year. Another guy is Carrillo, went two and one. Yeah, he's, I think he might be the bat boy at the end of the year. Donovan Casey, 216, 10 doubles, three triples, seven home runs, six stolen bases. He was a Dodger prospect for a, Quite a few uh, for quite a few years, and uh, it just never worked out for him. Obviously, um, but you never know. So there's a Castro on here too. That uh, 27 posted 11.4 strikeouts per nine innings, 3.31 ERA, and 57 minor league appearances. So. And the last game guy is Michael Chavis. Um, I'm sorry, one of the last guys. He collected career high 92 hits in uh, 129 games with Pittsburgh. 2022, it's 14 home runs. Uh, this guy's always had power. He's more ready to uh, he's more ready to start it up and hit more hit for more power and be more consistent.
Yeah, Colin May spent uh, 2022 with Colorado. And he uh, he started strong, going 2-2 two two with the four saves. And... Got good. He's got good activity on his uh, ball, that's for sure. Fox made his first opening day roster in 2022. Made his major league debut on no, April 10th. He spent the majority of the season in AAA Rochester. Yeah, he still holds bases. So I mean, some of these guys might want to be uh, Eric Bass. They might have to. Uh, Thinking they might want to put them in the uh, MS pinch runners like they used to do with the. Well, it used to be always, Herb Washington always comes to mind for the Oakland A's. The guy never, the guy never had about one at bat, and uh, he just used a pinch run. Chad Cole, yeah, see, he played in Colorado. He pitched with Colorado last year. And uh, he started out in Pittsburgh 2016 and 2021. So. Yeah, Andreas Machado. Yeah, he's a good pitcher. He's good in relief. Um, Messia. I'm sorry, Mejia. He has played 17 new major league seasons across two seasons, 2019-2020. Had 29 doubles, 15 homers in 120 games. That impresses me. Willie Peralta. Yeah, he's been, he works a lot out of the bullpen. Um, Spent previous two seasons, 2021-22, with Detroit going 6-5. and five. That's a guy you might want to keep, but he might be kind of a closer also. So, you know, keep an eye out for this, for this guy, too. And I'm just going to uh, end it right there. Well, I wish you well in fantasy this year, and I hope this has helped out. And this is the... Uh, and if nobody else has told you they love you today, I do. And that's brought to you by the power of love. Thanks. It's Todd It's Todd from the uh, from the podcast, and I'm just asking for to give us a five star review and to. Hopefully you like this podcast because I hope you give us a five-star review, but also uh, if you could give us a five-star on the Twitter too. We're on Twitter. We're on uh, WordPress. So 
If you could give us good reviews on that, we would really, really appreciate it. Thanks. Hey, it's Ty coming from the Verona Sports Library. Verona Sports and Spiritual Library here in Verona in my apartment. And I want to thank Anchor and Spotify for having such a wonderful, wonderful site. And thank you so much. Thank you for helping me get this uh, podcasting on, on the way. Thanks. And God bless. Hey, it's Todd. Just wanted to say thank you for listening to the show today. And if nobody else has told you that they love it today, I do. Thanks.